0: Welcome to the Quit Vaping Podcast, the podcast designed to make you a non-listener. In this show, I'm not going to scare you away from a life of vaping. What I am going to do is show you just how good your life can be without it. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to part two of my two-part series. I know, right? So creative. (laughs) On vaping and mental health. So for a lot of you guys that are listening to this podcast, if this is your first time, welcome. If it's not your first time, welcome back. And The reason that I help people quit nicotine is not because I'm against nicotine or vaping at all. It's because of the effect that it has on your mental health. The reason that I do what I do as a life coach is because I went through a really, really bad mental health period in 2019. I was clinically depressed, and I ended up going into study psychology, and I got a four-year degree in psychology. I worked in a psychiatric hospital, and I was on this mission for figuring out what happened to my brain to make me so absolutely sad and feel like my life was purposeless and have no meaning and I ended up very heavily involved into the existential psychology world and the reason that I do what I do as a life coach is because i liked like to help people find meaning in life. I know that sounds deep and you might be like Andrew I'm vaping it's just me on a quit and I agree with you and I do want you to quit vaping but ultimately the way that you're gonna quit vaping is by finding a meaning to quit vaping. If you have no purpose in your life or no meaning and you're suffering all the time Then vaping is going to be very attractive to you because vaping allows you to numb over your emotions and the suffering you're experiencing in life. So, in order to quit vaping, you have to have a reason to quit vaping. And when it comes to quitting vaping, it's going to have such a positive impact on your mental health in general that it's going to spiral upward. It's a positive feedback loop. And what that means is that when you quit, you're going to feel better. And then, because you feel better, You're going to do things that make you feel better, and then your life's just going to start improving over and over. And this is exactly what happened to my life. When I quit vaping, it was kind of like the first domino I tipped over into creating a life that was really amazing. So we're going to talk about um, kind of the bigger idea behind vaping and mental health today. But I just want you to know that the reason I do this with quitting vaping is not because I think that the nicotine companies are the devil, even though I do think that they are predatorily advertising and I don't agree with their ethics or their morals. I don't care. That's not my, my battle. (laughs) I just want to help people become the best versions of themselves. And I think in order to do that, you have to learn how to, you know, have a deep sense of meaning and purpose and feel your emotions and vaping kind of stops you from doing that in a lot of ways. And we're going to talk about that today. So welcome to part two of my two part series. And with no further ado, let's talk about how quitting vaping is going to improve your mental health dramatically. All right, so just to start out today, I want to tell you a little bit about how your brain works. And I like to keep things very simple and impractical. So I'm not going to go too deep today. But here's the basic thing you need to understand your brain works on a neurotransmitter, or a, we can just call it a chemical called dopamine. And dopamine is also referred to as the happiness chemical, it's pretty much what feels good when we do things. So this is how it works when we do something that our brain thinks is good for our survival, it releases dopamine. So that it feels good and it tells our body, that's good, do that again later. It's completely a motivational neurotransmitter that makes us do things again. Okay? So natural things release dopamine and our brains evolved like this to keep us alive. Things like sex, like food, like warmth, like shelter, like community, being around other people. Those things naturally release dopamine. And the reason why this is important to understand is because Vaping and nicotine does release dopamine, but it's artificial. So when we were in hunter and gatherer societies, when our brain was developed to keep us alive, just like it is today, dopamine was really important and it wasn't really abused. So when we were hungry, we would seek out food. When we were seeking comfort or connection, we would be around people. When we needed to mate, we would have sex and that released a natural amount of dopamine. And when we were tired, we would sleep. When we were cold, we would get warm with fire, right? So, all these things are natural ways to get dopamine. And those are good. Dopamine's really important because dopamine's obviously keeping us alive. It's gotten us to the point we are today. But here's kind of the part where vaping comes in. In our modern day society, our society, it's a blessing and a curse, has been able to concentrate things. That exists in nature, concentrate them artificially to release an artificially high amount of dopamine. Let me give you some examples. Nicotine is one of them. Okay. Another example is food. Sugar and flour, things that were processed, never existed naturally in our environment. So as our society has gotten more advanced, we've been able to take things like sugar, take all the fiber out of it, and put it into this literal artificial Powder that makes our body go crazy with dopamine. So when we have sugar or flour, our brains release a ton of dopamine. Now this is important to understand because if you're an overeater, the reason is because you actually have developed an over-desire for certain foods because your society has concentrated things to release so much dopamine. So important to understand that when it comes to food. That's why so many people, especially in the United States, are overeating all the time because their brain has an overdesire for things that have been artificially concentrated to release so much dopamine. Another example is sex. Let's look at the porn industry. As you guys know, if you're a millennial or a Gen Z or anybody, OnlyFans is a thing now, right? Porn is everywhere. Even TV has sexualized content. Now, the problem with this is that porn in itself isn't bad. Nicotine in itself isn't bad. Food that's concentrated in itself isn't bad. But the problem is that our brain wants to go after things that releases a lot of dopamine. Okay? So when we watch porn, we're watching the most artificially concentrated best form of sex ever and our brain dopamine circuits light up like crazy. Now the same thing happens with nicotine. I actually just went to a Native American ritual yesterday where I went into a sweat hut. And a lot of the Native American rituals, if you're not familiar, use tobacco as kind of a sacrifice. So tobacco is a naturally occurring plant that has nicotine in it. Now, the problem with today's nicotine is that companies have artificially taken nicotine and concentrated it beyond the normal amount you would find in nature. So when you hit a vape, it's got a ton of nicotine in it, an abnormally high amount of nicotine. So when you hit a vape, your dopamine circuits light up like crazy it's a totally different experience than it would have been with something like naturally occurring tobacco a couple hundred years ago so In itself, these artificially concentrated substances aren't a problem, but the issue comes with them being surrounded by us all the time, okay? So a lot of people, they get up in the morning, they hit their vape, and then they get on their phone. Their phones are another way to release an artificially high amount of dopamine, right? If anybody has a smartphone, you know that you get addicted to it because it's releasing so much dopamine. So phone nicotine and then they go eat something sugary or flowery for breakfast and then they have like a coffee with like three shots of espresso in it and then they have more unhealthy foods at work and then they have their phone and then they have vaping and then they go home and they drink alcohol and then they're watching TV. So and then they gamble on their phones. It you know on, on DraftKings on their phones and then they go and they watch porn. So the problem is that our natural dopamine system in our brain that's kept us alive forever is being so wildly abused in modern society. Now, you might be thinking, why is this a problem, Andrew? Who cares if I'm getting extra dopamine? The reason why this is an issue is because when you're constantly using artificially concentrated things that release dopamine, the things that are not artificially concentrated start to lose their value in your brain. Well, that's really bad. Let's look at some things that aren't artificially concentrated that are still really important for your brain. Normal sex... With a partner who's real, who isn't fake, who isn't like the two hottest people ever, literally in like some artificial fantasy of porn? What else is a natural releasing dopamine substance? Food, healthy food that actually nourishes your body. This isn't McDonald's. This is not sugary drinks from Starbucks. This is like an apple in a salad that tastes really good with like a lot of natural fruits and like maybe some nuts on it. Another important non-concentrated dopamine hit is exercise. Exercise is so important. Okay, this is actually just a really important one in general for your body and for your brain. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but pretty much exercise is what helps your brain to get rid of all the stressful hormones in your body and your brain so it can regulate itself. So, a lot of people who are getting false dopamine hits all day long aren't moving their body. Why? Because when we can get a shit ton of dopamine from hitting a vape on the couch, exercise does not seem important anymore. So this is what's happening to modern society and it's no wonder everyone is mentally ill because when you are constantly using something that makes your dopamine levels go wild, the things that your body naturally wants to release dopamine that will keep you naturally mentally healthy are no longer being done. What's something else that we do that's going to be important to release normal dopamine meaningful goals that challenge us? This is huge. Because when we're constantly getting fake dopamine hits, setting a challenging goal seems a lot less meaningful than sitting on the couch with a beer and a vape in our hands and watching TV that's releasing an excess amount of dopamine that is not natural. All right. So now that you have a decent understanding of dopamine in the brain, very, very, very important information to understand is in talking about anything, mental health, but especially with vaping, because vaping is something that you can do at any time, all day, every day. And if anybody is addicted to vaping, listen to this podcast, (coughs) everyone, right? No shame, no judgment, none of that shit. But just want to say, you understand this. You're always hitting your vape, right? Let me tell you my story. This is what used to happen. I used to wake up, search my sheets for my vape rip on it about five times to get that first hit of dopamine going kind of build it up in my in my brain because one hit wasn't enough and then I would actually go before the shower I would make coffee I would go in the shower and I always like showered so that my vape could be grabbed and then I would hit it on the way to work when I was walking into work right before I got into the door at work then I would go into the bathroom and hit it at work then I would do it at my break and then my bathroom breaks were excessive like I was never not hitting my vape okay so this is a problem because your dopamine systems are off the wall Now, let's talk about how this affects your mental health, now that we have this good understanding, okay? Part one is that when your dopamine levels are off the wall, again, you're not going to be challenging yourself and setting meaningful goals because it doesn't make sense to do that and put yourself into discomfort when you can sit on the couch all day long and get fake artificial dopamine hits. Remember, when you're getting artificially released dopamine hits, the actual natural dopamine hit you get from achieving a goal or taking action and getting results, it's no longer important. So if I want to boil this down to one sentence, vaping and nicotine addiction allows you to tolerate a life that you're actually not all that happy with and to not challenge yourself. And what I like to tell people is if you removed vaping from your life, take it out, it's no longer an option. Most people who are vaping have a lot of issues in their life they're not dealing with, that they're using nicotine to deal with. And this comes in the form of emotions. A lot of people are not happy in their jobs. A lot of people are in relationships they have issues in. A lot of people are not challenging themselves. They're not stepping into the biggest version of their lives. They're not happy with their weight or with their health or with their exercise. And they're using a lot of artificial dopamine releasers. When you stop using those substances, what happens is all the emotions come up that that substance is allowing you to avoid. Now that's a bad thing because you're going to feel your emotions, but that's not a bad thing in itself. It's also a really good thing because when you are left to feel your emotions without being able to escape them with nicotine or dopamine hits, you're forced to change the things in your life you're not happy with. You're forced to deal with those emotions. Okay? So vaping allows you to to literally tolerate a lot of shit in your life that you're not happy with. Okay? That's part one of why it's so important to understand how vaping affects your mental health. Now, the next thing Is that when your dopamine levels are being artificially messed with all day long, it's going to negatively affect your mental health, I promise you. There's a couple reasons for this. One is that by its very definition, an addiction, which nicotine is, which vaping is, gives you more anxiety. The reason is because an addiction, by definition, creates anxiety in your body when you can't use that substance, Okay. And everybody who vapes knows that your body gets tolerant to it. So as you vape, you need to continue vaping more in order to get the same level of security in your body when you are addicted to something, it creates more anxiety. One of the most common beliefs I hear people talk about, and this is one that's absolutely been taught to you by big tobacco and the nicotine companies, is that vaping helps you reduce anxiety. And they're right and they're wrong at the exact same time. They're completely lying to you because drug addiction creates anxiety and the anxiety that vaping helps you with is the exact same anxiety that it's creating. So when you remove that, there is anxiety in your life that has nothing to do with drug addiction that you can process without nicotine. But vaping is never helping with that anxiety anyways. It's just creating additional anxiety and then solving for the anxiety it's created. Does that make sense? All right. So vaping also creates things like ADHD symptoms, depression, additional stress. And you may or may not agree with me, and that's fine. And I don't want you to quote me, scientific journal, about this. But this is the reason, right? ADHD is classically associated with dopamine, okay? Okay. Everybody knows that everybody who has ADHD or has been diagnosed. And I want to say this really fast after studying psychology, getting a four year degree, working in a psychiatric hospital, doing a lot of research in existential psych and all these dopamine systems and, and obviously life coaching um, ADHD is something that absolutely is an issue in modern society. I, I believe in it and I think it's highly overdiagnosed. And I also think that a main reason why ADHD is such a thing now is because the dopamine, right? It makes sense that any society filled with artificial dopamine hits ADHD rates are going to go up because ADHD is a disorder that is characterized by having dopamine issues that are being created by people who are misabusing their dopamine systems. But a lot of people don't see that picture, right? They look at the actual symptoms of ADHD and they're blaming the symptoms as the problem. The real problem is the society that's creating the symptoms. So I could go on a whole tangent about that, but just know that vaping is absolutely giving you ADHD problems. And I hear it all the time. People come to me and say, Andrew, vaping helping my ADHD. And I said, no, it's creating the problem. And then you being addicted to something is allowing you to numb over the issue. That is exactly what addiction does. It numbs over emotions and problems in your life. It does not solve them. And then oftentimes it actually creates and exasperates them. Okay. So In addition to allowing you to tolerate a life that you're not happy with, vaping gives you mental health problems. It makes sense logically that anything that's abusing the natural dopamine systems in your mind is going to create mental health problems like ADHD, additional stress, anxiety, and depression symptoms. So vaping allows you to tolerate a life that you're not happy in because it gives you fake dopamine hits and it tells your brain that you're doing something that's important even though you're not actually doing something that's important. It's actually just killing you, but because it's artificially concentrated, it tricks your brain. And I want to say this too, just because I think it's important to understand, vaping used to not be a thing because they didn't have the science right. So it used to be when vapes were first getting produced, nicotine was very, very harsh to inhale in the way that vapes had created it. Now, the way that big tobacco and nicotine got around this, and actually this is Jewel that figured this out, is they added a a chemical called nicotine salts and pretty much nicotine salts, what they do is they attach to the nicotine and they, they trick your body into taking in way more nicotine than your body actually would normally allow for by turning off the harshness, the actual like defense mechanism response that your body has to nicotine. So when you hit a vape with nicotine salts, your vape is biologically engineered to turn off your body's defense mechanism to inhaling too much nicotine. Really not a good thing. Not at all. Because what Juul did was allow you to get very, very addicted to nicotine and it turned off your body's natural defense system to that addiction. So this is a huge issue, obviously, because you're extremely addicted to a drug when you're vaping. That's why so many people are having such issues quitting because of the amount of addiction they have. It's like not normal. Like even back in the day when Native Americans or anybody like like whatever, back when settlers were smoking cigarettes that they were hand rolling, they were never this addicted. Even cigarettes, it's hard to get that addicted to because my dad smokes two packs of cigarettes a day. That's 40 cigarettes. That's a lot of smoking cigarettes to get that level of nicotine. I watched the documentary on Jewel the other day and they had kids, children, literally children under 18 years old, like 14 years old, that were smoking three carts a day. That's the equivalent nicotine of three packs of cigarettes, which my dad has never smoked and my dad is a very heavy smoker. So the whole point is that you can get a ton of nicotine in vapes because they've engineered them to make your body say that it's safe even when it's not. Not a good thing. All right, so the first way that quitting will help you with your mental health is that it's going to allow you to stop tolerating a life that you're not happy with, Okay. That means that when you quit vaping, the emotions that you're avoiding your life with vaping over are going to surface, and that is a huge blessing because only when you can learn how to feel your emotions can you create the life that you want, and I'll explain that in a minute. The second way that vaping quitting is going to help you is that it, it's going to stop creating all the negative mental health effects and the physical health effects too. Like Let's not, let's not ignore the literal sharp shooting pains you get in your lungs when you breathe with vaping because that was something I had for seven years that I just kind of like, I'm not feeling that I'm not feeling that. Like I don't like to use scare tactics in terms of physical health, but those are real things that we should actually pay attention to because they're real. And I don't think it's a scare tactic if it's a legitimate thing happening. So that's important. So in addition to quitting vaping, your physical and your mental health are going to improve dramatically. And now the third thing, and the most important reason that I think quitting vaping is so important is because when you quit vaping, you're then going to have access to becoming the person that you want to become who creates the life that you want to create. I sincerely believe that people who are constantly using dopamine in their life to avoid things they're not happy with are never going to become the person they need to become. And this is why. When you're using dopamine, it stops you from allowing yourself to feel the emotions you need to deal with and process in order to become the next evolved version of yourself. So this is really important to understand. If you're not allowing yourself to feel anxiety or stress or shame or guilt or fear, you're never going to create the life that you want. Because in order to create the life that you want, you have to be able to name and feel the emotions in your body. Vaping allows you to not do any of that work. And here's what I want to offer to you as well, is that vaping isn't solving your negative emotions. It is numbing them with a fake dopamine hit. I say this to people all the time. It's really important to understand. Anytime that you use something like food, to overeat or nicotine when you're vaping or gambling to avoid something, maybe money scarcity. You're literally just taking a blanket and throwing it over the existing emotions that are the problem. And then the nicotine blanket just goes away, right? Dopamine fades. So you have to keep using it to avoid those emotions. And over time, those emotions are going to get bigger and scarier. And then eventually you're going to be forced to deal with them, or you're going to have to keep developing unhealthy habits and addictions in order to avoid them. And here's the thing. The best version of yourself, I promise you, is not addicted to nicotine. Not with vaping. And this is the thing too. I want to tell you, like, I don't, my whole thing isn't to never use nicotine or vaping or tobacco again or anything that has nicotine in it, but it's to get control over it. And the way that you get control over it is by learning how to be with the emotions, feel the emotions, name them, process them without needing nicotine. Because if you're somebody who has emotional regulation, then you will not get addicted to nicotine okay? Because by its very core, nicotine addiction is an emotional problem. That means that if you want to solve it, you have to go to your emotions and then also learn how to manage your thoughts. So when you quit vaping, you're going to re-regulate your dopamine levels mostly. It depends on what else you're doing in your life, but it's definitely going to help you regulate your dopamine levels. What this is going to do is it's going to allow you to learn how to tolerate your emotions. And what the beautiful thing about that is, is it's also going to give you a lot of natural desire back. When you're constantly vaping, it's very difficult to know what you want with your life. That is why so many people, especially young people, are having trouble figuring out what to do with their lives because they're using all these fake sources of dopamine that are completely throwing off their natural desires to enjoy a life that's meaningful. Okay, so when you quit vaping, you're going to stop tolerating things in your life you're not happy with. That's going to give you the motivation to change them. You're also going to get natural dopamine levels back and natural interests and desires so you can actually figure out what it is you want to do with your life to begin with. In addition, you're going to learn how to feel your emotions. You're going to get rid of all of the negative side effects that vaping's giving you on your mental health, like increased anxiety, ADHD symptoms, depression symptoms, stress, et cetera. And finally, it's going to allow you to learn the skill set of emotional regulation so you can actually step into the biggest and also simultaneously scariest version of your life where you're actually envisioning yourself as like the hero's journey, completed, transformed person. Because the transformed, biggest version of yourself, person, I promise you, is going to learn how to deal with the emotions that right now you're avoiding with nicotine. When you quit vaping, you get your life back on so many different levels. And honestly, the work that I do, although it is about quitting vaping, that's not the actual purposeful meaning that I'm after. I'm after helping you become the biggest version of yourself, which right now, vaping on a stick of artificially concentrated nicotine is not allowing you to do. So I just want to throw this in here. Uh, Right now, my program is on discount. It's $97. You can join it if you want. And the point is to help you learn the skill set of emotional regulation and thought management so that you can quit vaping for good and then also use that same skill set to create the life that you want. I want to see you in there. I would love to have you. You're more than welcome. I made the program ridiculously good price for right now because I am still learning. I am still improving it. It's an amazing program. I know that it's absolutely worth far more than the value I'm charging and I'd love for you to be there, show up, come to the live calls, learn this skill set so you can actually become the best version of yourself. Vaping is hurting your mental health on about 10 different ways. When you quit, you get your life back. Thank you guys for being here. I will talk to you next week. I want to take a second to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And just a quick reminder that I do have free and paid resources in my bio, and you can always click the donation link and give back to me and the value you believe you're receiving for this podcast. This podcast is my best work. It's taken me an entire year of my life to create it. I've had hundreds of people reach out and thank me so much for the huge changes it's had on their life and relationship to nicotine. So if you can give back and you've gotten value and you want to, please pay it forward so that I can keep my resource free for everyone. I'm on a mission to help everyone escape the matrix by giving them the best information, tools, resources, mental health, education, so that everybody can live the life that they want. And I'd appreciate it so much if you could consider giving back and the value that you believe you've received. Thank you so much for being here. And I will see you outside the matrix.